my father had the had the disease of alcoholism. And for the first 25 years of my life, nobody said anything in my house. It was the elephant in the room. Stanley had four heavy shivers in water and fell asleep every night of his life for 30 years. And we ignored it because it's difficult to name it. And this 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 problem afflicts kids across the West, all in the West, Europe, the suicide rates are up. All you got to do is check out the youth risk behavioral surveys and in Framingham, the kids, the high school kids take these surveys. The data is there. We can no longer be ostriches around it because it's not fair. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, so let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Jeff Levin. Jeff began his professional career as a middle school English teacher, and since then he has helped individuals and groups for more than 30 years in a wide variety of settings. He was a practicing psychotherapist for over 25 years. And for the past 10 years, Jeff has been a life coach based in New Hampshire and Boston who works with both individuals and groups. He has been a consultant and coach to parents, families, schools, teams, athletes, and corporations all over the United States. And we're very lucky to have him with us today. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is this is great. You know, I, I was hoping maybe we could start by just talking about your path from English teacher and psychotherapist to life coach who's working with with young people all over the country. Jeff, what led you down that path? I've always, you know, when I was a kid, Drew, I always was drawn. I, I love the energy of youth. It's my brother was a teacher and a coach at uh, Wellesley High in, around Boston and I don't know. It just, it didn't seem like it pleasantly. It seemed like there wasn't another option. So I just, I'm a lucky guy. It was a calling. Mm, that's great. And, and, you know, Jeff, I've, I've seen you write and you were just telling me a little bit that pre COVID children's men mental health was already in rough shape suffering, but as you've said, now it's even worse. Why is it so, why is it so difficult right now, do you think, for, for young people? Well, there are three terms that we've kind of um, organically developed. In, in My wife and I run this reconnection project, and we work with some other folks. We can get into that later. But the three terms that I think explain the mental health crisis with kids are the, the overwhelming tragedy list, which being overwhelming, nobody wants to talk about global warming, political divisiveness, phone addiction, school shootings, and so on, right? So each one in, in and of itself, in my view, would ground the ship of childhood. But when you put them all together, they conspire to, the result is a, a generation of baby boomers and Gen Xers who don't know what to do. And I think parents, so the, so the overwhelming tragedy list, the next term of the three is the new parenting playbook, where unlike the way you and I grew up, where I don't know about you, but it's, I'm sure it's the same. I was riding my bike at 11 at night in the eighth grade to get home. And my parents thought, well, he'll be fine. We had freedom to organize, freedom to think, freedom to be to be ourselves fundamentally. But the new parenting playbook is going on unwittingly in a lot of folks' homes where 
they're preparing the road for the child instead of the other way around. So overwhelming tragedy list, new parenting playbook. And then the big one is outcome fever. And kids are, again, unconsciously largely completely attached to the results of what they do, how they look, how they're perceived. It plays out through the phones, which are the Trojan horse of all of this. And they fundamentally lack the opportunity to develop a solid identity. Imagination is compromised. Independence is compromised. Integrity of personality is compromised. Intestinal fortitude is compromised, right? Intimacy is compromised. Friend groups are changing. People are angry with one another. But it all goes back. It's, it's almost like if somebody snipped the spark plug wires out of your V8 Chevy, right? And they just snipped three of them and the thing isn't running right. Kids are not running right because they lack the fundamental stuff of of childhood to get off the ground and, and form a solid identity. And, and it's very difficult for me to say all that because it's tragic. Mm. And I'll close with this. Uh, the most tragic recent example of the lack of fundamental confidence in kids because of the overwhelming tragedy, all that stuff at Worcester Polytech, and you probably know this, you live local to Boston. The eight, eight male students at WPI have killed themselves since August. Mm. And that, that one statistic is so upsetting and startling to me as to, as to literally keep me up at night. And, and mm. I've been watching this unfold for 20, I've been working with kids for 42 years and I've been watching the culture change. And since certainly since, since the administration changed in Washington and Trump became president, the truth also became a moving target and we're in trouble. And the reconnection project seeks to get like-minded adults on, on board to have this very painful conversation and, and just install, you know, simple solutions. Let's shut the phones off in our houses and talk to our kids and listen to them and so on. I, I could go on, but that's the, the, the foundation of the, in my view, the etiology of this mental health crisis. Hmm. So, so Jeff, you know, so I guess my, my, the thought in my mind is how, how do we turn the ship around, you know, and maybe the reconnection project, is that what you see as sort of the, you know, any answer and maybe just a little bit more on what it is, is that, so is this more of a, a gathering of adults? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I do see I'm biased, right? But I, I think the Reconnection Project, as far as I can tell, is the only thing in the space that wants to name these big elephants that the, the adult community is culpable and therefore can be part of the solution in the degradation of kid mental health. That is the big elephant. Um, and that's where the power lies. If we can get together and have these conversations, the Reconnection Project is school-based um, at the moment because that's where all the kids are. They're in public and private schools, you know, elementary and secondary, and they're in colleges. I mean, those who graduate high school and are in the working world or in their basement playing video games are, are not in schools, but, right, the majority of kids are. The, the, the difficulty has been school people are so overwhelmed. 
that they they see the reconnection project the uh, great delete and it's been very difficult to get this ship into the water um we're partnered with a man named justice john broderick whom i can talk about later uh who himself had 20 years ago a mental health crisis with his son and has spoken to a hundred thousand high school and, and middle school kids in northern new england over four and a half years and gets a standing ovation because he's one of the very few adults who says, boys and girls, I know that you don't feel well and it's okay not to be okay. And, and, and kids stand up and applaud him and he stays afterward. He estimates to have hugged 4,000 kids who stay and want to talk to this grandfatherly looking man who again is the lone voice in the wilderness saying, yeah, we get it. You kids aren't okay. And they're not okay. So when I go, and I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but when I go to, for example, I'm working with athletes at Northeastern, and I say to the women's hockey team, half of whom are crying, that I get what you're feeling, girls. I understand that you have outcome fever. So when you lose two games in a row, your world is, is imploding. When you, in other words, when you, if your 14-year-old says, Dad, I'm sad, and you turn the other way and go, I'm not interested, something ugly happens. If you say to your kid, hey, dude, you don't look okay, what's the matter? That's mirroring in the, in the psychological literature. It's called mirroring. And these kids are these kids are these kids are striving and striving and busy and busy and addicted to their phones and overscheduled. And and very few adults are saying, Hey, you don't seem okay. And therein lies the core of the problem, in in my opinion. Is that would so Jeff? Is that really the first step? Is just saying, you know, you don't look okay. You're you you know, you don't look okay. Like acknowledging that, that we have an issue. It depends, Drew. If you're asking what should parents do in their homes, right? It is sit down with your kids, shut the phones and the TV and the screens and the iPad and the i this and the i that. Shut them all down. If your kid is is twelve or younger, he or she probably won't complain. And sit with your spouse and sit with your kids and say, look, we're going to have a series of conversations. I'm really realizing that your generation is struggling. When I go in a locker room and say, how many of you kids has had a friend kill him or herself? And half or more of the kids raise their hand. We have a problem. Mm. Follow me? Yeah. So the kids have the sense that they can't put it into words. Their brains aren't sophisticated enough to do so. College kids can begin to. But they have a double message, right? Because they're growing up, do, achieve, go, grind, let's go, A's, 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 travel team, etc. cetera. Um, and that's not all the kids, but a lot of kids. I mean, most of the kids have outcome fever and it's not being explained to them. If you're running a school or you're a coach or you interact at, for a living with young people, we at the Reconnection Project want to talk to you. We want to help you. Um, school principals are overwhelmed. Um, we, you and I have a friend in common. People are really struggling to run schools because parents in, in some large part because of the new parenting playbook and in some large part because school education writ large has, has, has sort of lost its moral authority. Um, we're, we're too busy making sure that kids are wonderful and that parents are happy and, and, does that make sense? We've lost the we've lost the the um, key paradigms of raising resilient, connected, 
kind kids. We've we've really lost it. The horse is a long way from the barn. Mm, absolutely. Wow. There's so much there. Jeff, yeah. You know, I know I know you said that a big part of your work, well, you didn't say it, but I read it, is teaching kids emotional skills to manage stress and anxiety and building self-awareness and all this confidence, resilience. What are some of these emotional skills that you were uh, writing about? Well, I, I think of the, it sounds corny, but I think of the six eyes and I mentioned that, um, uh, 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 imagination, independence, integrity, intimacy, intestinal fortitude, and identity. I've sort of come up with that little cute formula. You know, intestinal formulas really begins with a G. It's known as guts, but it doesn't work for my six eyes. It makes me <laughs> sound more intelligent, right? But when you analyze it, and it's not that dissimilar from Eric Erickson's Eight Ages of Man and some other psychological uh, uh, templates that, that explain healthy development, right? Y- y- you know, if you micromanage children and, and give them play dates, and organize their little league and everything is organized, they don't develop imagination. If you prepare kids, and if you prepare the road instead of the child, they don't develop intestinal fortitude and independence. If you don't give them those opportunities to trust themselves, they don't develop integrity on the inside. And they don't know how to engage in close relationships with other people because they're programmed to think that what they do and how they look is is the sine qua non of everything so getting close to other people becomes challenging and then the fifth eye is identity right so if you don't as i mentioned earlier have those those preceding ingredients you know my phone is ringing off the hook with college kids who can't function and covid propelled everybody into the 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 you know hyperbolic outcome fever and loneliness and the new parenting playbook. What do you mean my kid has to wear a mask? My kid, we got to get, you know, the horse has been out of the barn before COVID drew, and it's only highlighted all these dynamics. Mm, well said. I Yeah, I can't, I can't agree with you more. Um, so, yeah, so much here, Jeff. Um, yeah, there's a lot here, and it's, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, this is this is not, you know, this is not a, a sort of a quick interview, and I, I appreciate the opportunity, and I, I think of John Lennon in the tune Revolution, you know, uh, don't go carrying a picture of Chairman Mao for those listeners who know the Beatles. You know, it, this is a very, very upsetting topic, and I feel badly, um, I feel badly just pointing it out, but I can't, if eight boys kill themselves at a college in Worcester in five months, and I talked to a young man who was, who was a huge part of the solution there, who's, who was quoted in the Boston Globe, a, a senior at WPI named Jack Baker, who, I, who, who would love to come on your program, um, who's completely heartbroken. You know, uh, I talked to students all over the country, college kids who, who, who you know, you would think I'm 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 a messiah because I'm one of the two people that acknowledges how they really feel. They they see me come and they can't wait to talk, you know, and I work with sports teams and I'm not a messiah. I'm just a not a wheelchair drooling yet, you know, and I'm a fairly intelligent guy. I've watched this coming for 25 years and it's in our midst. 
You know, outcome fever is in our midst. The new parenting playbook is in our midst. And the overwhelming tragedy list is real, whether Donald Trump wants to say global warming is real or not. And 70 million people want to choose to think it's not real. It's real. You listen in the news. They're building seawalls on the Cape. Houses are falling in the ocean. Cultures in the, in the South Pacific are going to drown. There's a lot of problems in this world. And uh, I'm 65, Drew. I'm, I'm, I've worked with kids my whole life. I'm in the seventh inning. All I want to do is help kids. And I don't think it's rocket science. Mm. Let me ask you this, Jeff, um, for any for anybody listening right now who just happens to put on this this episode and they're feeling a little powerless and hopeless, whether it's a kid or whether it's a young person or a parent or, you know, an adult, whoever, um, and they're feeling a little powerless and hopeless about their life and their future, Jeff, if, and, and I don't know if you can do this, but if they were with you, what might be one thing that they could do today to take their life in a new direction. If you're a kid and you don't feel good, go downstairs and talk to your mom and dad and tell them to turn off their phones and pay attention and tell your mom and dad there's something the matter you don't feel good and insist that they listen. If you're a parent, shut off all the gizmos in your house this weekend and sit down with your kids. And if they complain, tell them, I'm sorry, but we, I want to talk to you. Let them listen to aspects of this podcast. Get in touch with me. If you, if you are teaching in a school, running a school, running a school system, coaching young men and women, you know in your heart that kids are fragile and you know that there's something the matter with the way we're doing business. The biggest thing that's the matter is we're not having these conversations. Have these conversations. Reach out to me. Get my number from you. Do whatever you need to do to get the support, to, to acknowledge the truth. I mean, I listen. I, God rest my parents' soul. My father had the, had the disease of alcoholism. And for the first 25 years of my life, nobody said anything in my house. It was the elephant in the room. Stanley had four heavy shivuses in the water and fell asleep every night of his life for 30 years. And we ignored it because it's difficult to name it. And this, this, this problem afflicts kids across the West all in the West, Europe, the suicide rates are up. All you got to do is check out the youth risk behavioral surveys and in Framingham, the kids, the high school kids take these surveys. The data is there. We can no longer be ostriches around it because it's not fair. You know, even though I grew up with that disease in my home, I ended up great. Why? Because I got the messages from every adult, from my tennis coach to my older brother. You'll be fine. Come on. Dust yourself off. The world's not that bad. You can do it. And that is not the messages. Those are not the messages that kids are getting today. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Jeff. Let me ask you, you know, being in your position, you know, this is a lot of heavy, this is a lot of heavy stuff. What are, what are some of the daily practices that you have, Jeff, that keep you feeling grounded and, you know, centered and all those kind of things? Well, I could make an ironic joke right now about what I do, but I try to, I try to keep my eating under control. I try to, the, the usuals, I try to sleep well, hydrate. I, I, I really don't, if somebody's listening to this and thinking Levin is the harbinger of doom, in some way I am, but I, I have, because I'm just naming it, right? But I have an enormous amount of trust in my wife 
and in Judge Broderick and a couple of people I work with, among them our mutual friend, who see the crisis. And the group of people interested in this work is growing slowly, but surely. You know, the judge and I are invited. We've been into many schools. For every school superintendent and principal that deletes our email and says, yeah, I'll call you and doesn't, there, there's another half of a one who follows up. And we're getting the reconnection project very, very slowly off the ground. It's really, it's really, we consider it a movement, not a business. Mm. And anybody in the sound of my voice right now that wants to be in touch with me, I would love to hear from you. Well, we'll definitely link up in the show notes and have it there. And we'll, um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more about how people can get in touch with you. And, and I know, um, just to take it in a little bit of a different direction. So I know nature and music, I know you're also a musician. Those are, are those still big parts of your life getting out in nature, playing music? Uh, yeah. I mean, we live in the middle of the woods near Lake Sunapee. So I'm walking dogs every day, trying to calm my brain, walking up the mountain and, you know, hanging out in the middle of nowhere up there. Um, you know, I, I, we've made, we've, I heard BB King in 1967 and I fell in love with blues and blues guitar and singing and we've made two records. I don't have the bandwidth. I'm not writing tunes as much anymore, but I talked to my buddy, Dave Sorella in South Natick and we get together and, and play and we talk about a Beatles song for 30 minutes and we, and I use music with kids all the time. You know, I grab a Stratocaster and they think it's amazing. And I, 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 I sing Sweet Little Angel for them. And I tell them, look, the door to inspiration was always open for me. You know, and my voice catches like it's doing now. And I tell them, they look at me. I tell them, do you guys know what you love? And a lot of them don't. They've been playing lacrosse since they're 12 and they, they have all their eggs in some basket. And I tell them, there's a lot of baskets in life, kids, a lot of baskets. The beginning of this is you just got to calm. The beginning of it is acknowledgement. But then you got to calm. I can't tell you how many kids I tell give deep breathing exercises to because half of them cannot. This is true. Half of the kids that I'm in a room with cannot relax their ab, abs enough to breathe into their belly as it were. They can't do it. They have to lie down with a Webster's Dictionary on their gut. And then they realize, oh, wow, I can relax my abs. Now, that, and that's true. I don't, I don't exaggerate. So, yeah, music, as long as I, my heart's beating, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I love the blues. I mean, that's, 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 and I, that door was open to me and we want to open, open it for all the kids. Just a, just a, fi- a couple final questions here, Jeff, in your eyes, what does it mean to be human? in 2022 you can't get a passport to humanity unless you acknowledge the time famine the outcome fever the overwhelming tragedy list if you're a parent you can't get a passport to humanity unless you acknowledge the new parenting playbook and all this stuff you have to acknowledge it the the, we're all walking around in masks we're super divided. We were divided before COVID. We got 70 million people that think Donald Trump's a hero and 72 million people that think he's a jerk. We're, we're super, super divided in this country and the kids can feel it. And that's the passport to humanity is the 
is in my view the and I, I, I don't want to sound like I know more than anybody else because I don't. But I've been working with kids for 42 years every day, Monday through Friday, and they're in trouble. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Jeff, if you had the opportunity to travel back in time, say like 50 years, what would your current self share with your younger self? Well, first of all, I'd play rhythm guitar in B.B. King's band. <laughs> and then I would say to myself, 40, 50 years, I would say, Jeff, be honest. Your father's struggling with alcohol. Be honest. You feel lonely. You feel guilty. You feel this and that. Find someone to tell them how you really feel because the truth sets you free emotionally. That'd be my advice to my 20-year-old or 10-year-old self. So, I mean, Jeff, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, I mean, that seems to be a huge theme is just getting to the truth. It's just where, I mean, what a great example about your father and the alcoholism and the elephant in the room and we're and so that seems to be a key key message here is that we have to be truthful about what you know how our how our kids are really young people are really struggling right now and that's just critical the truth sets you free you have to be i know you mentioned you have a kid um the 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 the, the solution seems inaccessible and unwieldy right but it, it, the Reconnection Project see, seeks to connect a community, even if it's you, you, you and your wife and your kids, friends, parents, and we sit at, we sit in a deli and we talk, or we get on a Zoom call and we talk. We feel the judge and my wife and I feel that this is a big rock on the top of Mount Everest, and once it starts moving, because surely parents, coaches, and educators care for kids. They're just paralyzed. They can't wrap their arms around this unwieldy mental health kid problem. We need parents. We need unity. We need connection. And and the problem is solvable. It's not rocket science. So we're going to link up in the show notes, Jeff. But, but just if you want to tell people, where can people go to find out about the Reconnection Project, to, to volunteer, to get involved, to reach out to you? What's the best place to go to? You got to go back in the, your time machine 30 years and go to the Chicken Bone Saloon in Framingham. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My phone number is 603-496-0305. And I have a flip phone. And you can call me and you can text me. 603-496-0305. The website is jefflevincoaching.com. You can email me at jeff at jefflevin coaching.com and i i honestly would love to hear from anybody that's listening that's resonating with our conversation i apologize for the it feels like bad and overwhelming news i suppose but if we begin to do something about it i think we can help we can help millions of kids across this country community by community i love it i love it jeff thank you for being a ray of hope here and uh appreciate you for uh, coming on today it's my pleasure thanks for having me Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.